Mr. T. Without the funny haircut. <laughs> Young Michael. You know, I didn't tell you this, pal, but ever since you got those highlights, it makes your eyes pop. You wouldn't say they're popping so much they're <laughs> like Marty Feldman eyes. No, they just it brings out the, the color in those, those beautiful I ba- see. Baby Not blue. exactly spring-loaded. Yeah. And you never told me. What does Karen think about the highlights? Not too much comment. <laughs> I take that as a uh, not for it. She probably thinks, you know, it's another midlife crisis, right? Right. But I have no idea. She's offered very little political commentary other than what's going on in the country today. She doesn't bring forth opinion. What about the kids? Yeah, they like it. They do? Yeah. They think they got a hip dad? Yeah, the kids love it. Hipster. Hipster dad. Hipster. Yeah, baby. All right, what do you want to talk about today? You know, I heard there is a breakthrough on the rise for this uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. Or CFS to us. And you have uncovered some info. Well, unfortunately. I mean, do you know anybody that suffers from it? Chronic fatigue syndrome? Yeah. Is that when you don't sleep too good? Well, it's a lot of things. Listen to this. Narcolepsy, that kind of thing. You're in pain a lot. You get sick a lot. You have difficulty sleeping. You have cognitive impairment. You have tingling. You have vertigo. You can't stand too long, and you have stomach problems. That sounds like a real pain in the ass, doesn't it? You're a mess. Researchers now at Stanford were able to correctly determine when patients suffered from chronic fatigue syndrome based on a new blood test. Up till now, it was believed to be the result of having a kid. That's why you're always tired, right? Having kids? Yeah. Yeah, that'll wear you down quick. Researchers hope by identifying this biomarker, it will lay rest any speculation that the disease really is a disease because many physicians claim there was no biomarker for this and the disease didn't exist. So it's real. Now, here's the problem, though. They figure with a blood test, you have it, but there's no cure for it. What's that about? Like many things, what do they say about medicine? Practicing medicine? And yeah, they're still practicing at it, unfortunately. <laughs> but this is serious. It leaves people bedbound and drive some to suicide, but little research money is devoted to this disease. I mean, it's a serious thing. Now, I'm sure if you go to any big office, there's a couple people in there that are suffering from it, but, you know, they'll never tell you. You can probably complain to somebody about it, and they'll say, well, just get eight hours of sleep. It's not that easy. What's the percentage of the population? Doesn't say, but you know what's the best thing about having this disease, though? What? You never have to make your bed, and you're easy to find. Everybody knows where you are. Your doctor's office or you're at home in bed. Mm. <laughs> Chronic fatigue, fatigue syndrome. syndrome. CFS. Yeah. So if you have CFS, don't just say WTF. Right. Go get yourself some help. That's right, buddy. Tom and Mike. So here's a story you're going to like, Thomas. Well, I don't know if you're going to like it. I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Is that okay? Sure. <laughs> a 30-year-old woman discovered that her biological father was her mother's fertility doctor. The woman made the discovery after she used a genetic testing service. All these years, she thought a sperm donor was her father, and she even had developed a father-daughter relationship with him 14 years ago. Oops. Yep. The fertility doctor was respected by everybody in the community and was trusted by everyone. This woman who found this out is now lobbying for a a change in the law in a bid to make it a sexual assault offense if a health care provider implants human sperm from an unauthorized donor. I think that's going a little far, don't you? Sexual assault. And it proves one point, don't you think? What's that? Never trust a doctor with a stain on his schmuck. (laughs) 
If you do have a fertility doctor, the one thing you never want to hear is, you know, him come to you and say, we've done every test. The reason you can't have children is because God thinks you'll really be a bad idea. You don't want to hear that. Here, I've got this little vial. You might want to try this. <laughs> or you don't want your fertility doctor to come up to you and say, how do you like your eggs? Inseminated, frozen, or sunny side up? <laughs> That's why you got to do it the old fashioned way, baby. And what's that? You know, man and woman go in the bedroom, boom. Pork and beans. That's it, pal. You got it. Pork and beans. That's what they talked about back in North Carolina. Pork yeah. and beans. That's it. Yoo-hoo. Tom and Mike. There was this dateless 17-year-old kid who didn't have a date to his proms. You know what he did? What? His mother got together with him, and they made an outfit, placing a blouse and skirt on one side and a button-down pants and shirt on the other side. So he went as a half-suit, half-dress man. He said he decided to go by myself because it's easier than finding out who's going with who or who's not going. So I figured I'd be my own date. He also wore eye makeup and pink lipstick on one side. This right? is like that story you had the other day of the woman that married herself. This, right. This kid should get together with her. Well, he wasn't too smart. He had sneakers on both feet. Doesn't he know that shoes make the outfit, right? You've told me that. Right. Somebody should snap him up quickly. I can't imagine why he didn't have a date. I bet he had more fun than anybody else. He was the life of the party. I bet he scored after the dance with himself. Right. That's always fun. Look, if he had the courage to wear this to his prom, you'd think he'd have the courage to ask a girl out, wouldn't you? You would think. Or maybe he didn't know if he wanted to go with a girl or a guy, right? That's true. Half suit, half dress, half wit. That's what I say. And definitely the glass is not half full. You know, they made a big deal when we were in school. I'm sure it was in your school, too, about who was the prom king and who was the prom queen. I never went to the prom. Tell me how more that how that helped your life at what you were, either the king or the queen. It helps with our tribal divisions today, correct? Wait a minute. You never went to a prom? Never. Because? No interest. Seriously? Seriously. And what about all your friends? All I was interested? Radio. Radio. <laughs> I know, but even I you was on radio all through my high school years. You know that. I would have made a good chapter in that book you never write. That's right. Never went to a prom. Never. Did you play sports? Did you go to a prom? Yes, I went to my junior and senior prom. I didn't play high school sports. I played uh, Little League Baseball before high school. Right. No high school sports. Were you in, did you no have any- extracurricular activities? There was something in high school called High Y that I got involved with for like a minute. And it was only a minute because in order to become part of this exclusive club where all the cool kids were, you literally had to go through some kind of crazy hazing, which I actually did, and it was terrible. What did high Y stand for? I don't know. I guess you get high and you go, why? (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea, but I dropped out of high Y. It didn't drop out of high school. Right. But... They had this hazing, and I remember they got a big bucket of cow manure, oh. and they filled it full of water so where it was like real- It would stick to your head. Right. And they poured it over your head. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun. That's a great club to be a part of. I'm sure a lot of people- mm. <laughs> I didn't do anything except play sports. Love my sports. It's got me nowhere, but I loved it anyway, right? But you're a competitive fiend. <laughs> Just like I love our podcast. And where do people go if they want to hear it? What's this world coming to.com. Tom and Mike. Now, look, I know I call you the Renaissance man over and over because you have so many interests. But I'm guessing even you haven't thought about the planet Pluto lately, have you? No, but I, I think about Uranus quite <laughs> often. Do you know that Pluto might be dying right before our eyes? Why is that? 
Now, Pluto sits to the near edge of our solar system, the furthest away from us, and it's largely made up of nitrogen. But new research studying climate patterns in Pluto have yielded shocking predictions that Pluto's entire atmosphere could vanish by 2030. Say it's not so. Isn't Pluto that big planet that's shaped like a dog? That's right, baby. <laughs> that's what they call I, it. Pluto, right? Well, if I know my Disney characters, Pluto's 89 right now, and who at that age doesn't need an oxygen tank, right? Correct. No, seriously, during the planet's winter temperatures, it gets low enough now for nitrogen to freeze. So they're having their own climate change up yes. there Pluto land. You know what people in Minnesota say to each other when they complain about the cold? They say, hey, it's minus 360 in Pluto. Shut up. That's right. It could always be worse. Do you know that Pluto wasn't discovered till 1930? And why is that? We didn't have big enough telescopes? I guess we didn't. Like, yeah, you're probably right. And, you know, Pluto is named after the god of the underworld. The god of the underworld? That's what the name Pluto means. Was his last name Trump? <laughs> Pluto Trump. <laughs> Do you know a Plutonian year is 247 years? No. Yeah, baby. A single day on Pluto is equal to 6.5 days on Earth. How about that? And it rotates backwards. Wow. I guess when they go through their, you know, spring forward, <laughs> fall back <laughs> parts of the months, it's just, you know, you're on hyperspeed there, right? Right. I never understood about Australia because they say when water goes down the drain, it goes counterclockwise. Did you know that? No. Yes. Something That's, to do with about the equator and centrifugal this force is and all way that. Way above my pay grade. Well, and come on. obviously yours too. <laughs> yes, it is. Tom and Mike. Car and Driver did a survey of about America's top 10 favorite cars with the American public. Do you think you can get any of them? Well, I know Honda always comes in first, right? Which is weird because Honda owners are the most hated. Why is that? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Many Honda owners have their first car as a Honda as they're younger, right? And they bring a lot of people to make bad choices and do stupid things, including burnouts, high revving up at lights and in parking lots, and trying to race everyone on the streets. And they also mess their cars up with paint jobs, body kits, spoilers, and stuff like that. Did I ever tell you, you know, with my bullet Mustang, the 500 horsepower bullet Mustang, quite often I have people in crappy little cars that want to race me, you yeah. know, like, you know, in one of those sewing machine cars, you know, you know, those cars yeah, that sound like a sewing machine, maybe a Honda. Okay. No offense. I'm not looking down on you Honda drivers, just you Honda drivers that want to race a 500 horsepower muscle car. That's right, baby, with a muscle man behind the wheel. Yeah. So I always laugh. <laughs> I just, I don't participate. I just laugh. You but know? these people with these Hondas, they'll put $2,000 rims on a 99 Honda Civic. It's like your grandmother getting a boob job, right? <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. But come on. Let me see. You're going to get pretty good at this. What are the top 10 most popular American cars? Honda's not really considered an American well, car, yes, it, well, even just, though the, it's predominantly made in what? Columbus, Ohio? Yeah, they're American cars because they're made here and they're bought here. So that, they'd be, a, I'm just going to get Yeah, you. I never really thought of uh, Honda as an American car. So, okay. But then again, what about BMW? You know, they have a big plant in South Carolina. What Didn't about make the top Mercedes? If you don't get number one, first of all, you're going to hate yourself. It's not Honda? Nope. Chevy? Nope. Ford? Yep. A Ford what? Oh, wait. You're asking for a particular yep. model. Yep. I'm going to say the F-150. 
the Ford, you're going to hate yourself, the number one American car popular with Americans, the Ford Mustang. Oh, and I have one. How about right, that? You, you old knucklehead, you. I didn't think that I would ever be traveling down the road of mass appeal. That's right. You know, well, you I want to be a cool kid. I don't want to be like everybody else. I know, but your car is different than everybody else's. It's it not, is. Right. There's only 500 made. I got number 128. All right, braggart. Now, listen, you should go to the website and check out the car. It's really hot. And, you know, I'm standing next to it, okay, but the car is the star. Not you deserve me. it. Not me, but it is a great picture of me, don't you think? Yep. Well, and you can you check out my highlights. You well, can you zoom don't. in on your phone and see the highlights and see what Mike's so excited about. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You're, you work hard for your money. You've, you don't Okay, spend. give me the top five. Here we go. Ford Mustang. Toyota Camry, Honda Accord, Honda Civic, Toyota Corolla, Dodge Charger, Jeep Wrangler, Jeep Cherokee, and Honda something, CR. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of those I just don't think of as American car makers because the origin of Honda and Toyota obviously is Japan. But okay. Right. Ford, Ford Mustang. Mustang. Ford yeah, Mustang. Baby. That's you. That's you. Yeah. You know the nice thing about the bullet? What's that? It has no Ford labels on it. None. Oh, really? Yeah, none. It doesn't even say Mustang. Wow. It just says bullet. Isn't that cool? Where does it say bullet? It says bullet on the steering wheel. It says bullet on the glove box, and it actually names the number it, it is, number 128, on the outside of the glove box. It also says bullet where the gas cap would be in the very back where the trunk is. It's actually right. a faux gas cap right. because the gas cap is on the side, but there's a round thing on the back. A round thingy <laughs> on the trunk that says bullet. Yep. But there's no Mustang logo. You know how on the on the front of Ford Mustangs you see the horse? Yeah. It has nothing on the front grill. Well, that's nice. And if you think back to the original bullet Mustang, it was pretty stripped down too, right? Yeah. So that's where they got the inspiration from that it, car 50 years ago. That, have you let anybody but you drive it? No. You know what? I don't even let valet parkers drive it. That's right. right? You know what I do when I go up to a valet parker? What's that? I say, listen, I'm going to take really good care of you. So I don't want you to drive my car. Right. I want to put the car right out in front. I don't right. want you to take it. It's a straight drive. You know, it's a very valuable car. It's a very rare car. So... I tip the guy really nice, and he keeps it out front for me, and I get to park it myself. That's good thinking, pal. You know what you're doing. Well, I mean, the last thing you want is some kid, you know, grinding the gears or, you know, dinging it or whatever, right? Yeah. So that's the TK method. All right. By the way, if you want to see that picture of me and my bullet, it's TomKent.com. Click the About page. Tom and Mike. There's a New Jersey school superintendent, I should say ex-school superintendent. He's suing the police station of his town because, <laughs> listen to this, <laughs> they used his mugshot after he was arrested, after he was caught repeatedly pooping on a rival high school track. It's still not clear why he defecated regularly on this field as there were four porta potties nearby. You gotta go, you gotta go. Maybe he was just creating his own field of dreams. Ah, Poor guy was probably just feeling down in the dumps, if you know what I mean. Down in the dumps. Here we go. <laughs> he claims that the Homedale, New Jersey police violated his constitutional rights by taking his picture and releasing it after he was arrested. When he reached for a comment by the press, you know what he said? Oh, I'm 
afraid to ask. Can't talk. Gotta go. <laughs> he should sue them for defecation of character. Defecation of character. Ding, ding, ding. Do you want to hear a pooping story? I want to hear a good pooping story. When I was in my young 20s, I worked for an in-ground pool company. We built in-ground pools. I thought okay? you were going to say inbred pools. No, in-ground swimming pools. The kind, yeah. you know, the kind the you ground. Yeah. yeah, not above the ground. So you had crews of three people in a truck. We were doing this one job in a new development, and the guys took off. Two of the guys took off and left me to finish up what I was doing, and they'd come back and pick me up. So I had no way to go anywhere. I was stuck. And this was a new development, and there was no trees on the property. The only place there was any bushes at all were right under the kitchen window, where inside was a hot-looking housewife, right? I had to go to the bathroom bad. And I didn't know what to do. There was nowhere, nowhere on the property to go. And the only place was right under the kitchen window. No. Yes. You didn't. I did. So did you get fired? No, I didn't get fired. There was nothing. Why didn't you just knock on the door and say, ma'am? Oh, I'll be, I was too embarrassed. It wasn't like I had to take a pee. I had to go number two. And oh, I'm not going to go no. in this woman's house. You did? You went number two? Yep. Underneath her kitchen window? Without her seeing me. How do you know? Because she couldn't unless she opened the window and looked, looked, pulled her head out. And that was the only place there was bushes around the house. No wonder they left you there alone. <laughs> Another time I had a job as a paving contractor. We would not pave like residential driveways. We had to pave like big mall parking lots. It would take all day. And the malls weren't done yet. So we're doing this one time with a bunch of guys. And this one guy, a Hispanic guy, didn't speak very good English, had to go to the bathroom, and there was nowhere to go. He couldn't go anywhere. So he ran about 50 yards in the middle of the parking lot and squatted down with a bucket. And then he, I thought it was really funny, he put a shovel in front of his face for some privacy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's my pooping story, pal. I have one. All right. We built our home years ago, and I used to go over every day with my contract in my back pocket just to make sure they were doing everything they were supposed to do. Right. And one day I came in, it was the plumbing portion. You know, when you build a house, everything is kind of going in stages, right? Yeah. You know, you, you get the foundation, you get the, the framing, the drywall, the plumbing, the electrical, the whole thing, right? And so this was after the plumbers had finished. And I think it was just one plumber. <laughs> and I came in and I'm walking around, you know, this house, it's not, it's not bricked up yet. It's open to the elements. But I come upon this big pile of poop. Where? In the bathroom. Okay. You know, it's like the bathroom is framed. The floor is wooden. Is there a toilet in there? No, not yet. Oh. So the plumber, you know, dropped trowel and, you know, just couldn't. Took a huge one right there in my future bathroom. Well, that doesn't make sense. Couldn't you have gone down to the basement with a bucket? Yeah, I don't think so because there were no stairs to the basement yet, right? So the basement was kind of wide open. Because around construction sites, they have all those five-gallon buckets. He could have easily gone well, in. Well, yeah, you know, they also had a porta potty outside. Oh, right? okay. Then the guys are real, you know what? Yeah, no. But see, this is what I came to find out. This was what the plumber did. His calling card. Yeah, that was his calling card. And I came to find out, you know, the other houses that were being built in the neighborhood, he was doing the same thing. How did he get work? <laughs> Nobody's ever going to call that guy to come back if there's a problem, right? <laughs> That's what I mean. Hey, I maybe know. he's he got... on to something, right? Yeah. He's one and done. <laughs> so <laughs> right? to speak. Uh, I got a million pooping stories, but that's a I bet to... you do. <laughs> Not today. Not any day, in fact. All right. Tom and Mike.